These don't look like my dowsing rods. I don't know how to make them look. They're just hanging up there. Whatever. <laughs> I thought I just thought you had an F written on your wall for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. One of the kids came in there like you fail. <laughs> <laughs> right. You probably would, assholes. <laughs> I was sitting here earlier, Chloe come in and smacked the shit out of me earlier or yesterday. Smacked me in the back of the head with a fucking pillow. I was like, oh, God damn. Josh's getting old and soft. You've you've killed people for less than that. I know. <laughs> no. I don't I don't know what happened, man. I'm starting to see the errors of my ways, guys. <laughs> Sorry, that's a lie. <laughs> He's now uh, wearing flannel. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> does he not look like, um, what's his name from uh, Home Improvement? Oh, shit. <laughs> now, you ruined it for him. Now he's not going to wear the shirt again. <laughs> hey, that was a very spiffy man. Okay. It's not tucked in, okay? I want to clarify that. Also, I'm wearing <laughs> shorts with long johns underneath them. Oh, I'm cold. <laughs> I don't understand why I'm cold today. Oh, man. Well, I guess if you guys want to, we can start this thing. Damn, my hair looks greasy as hell. God. It's not. It just looks that way. Well. I don't know how much I'm going to talk through it, but... All the way. All the way. You're going to do all the time. You're actually <laughs> going to read my... I'm going to hold them up. Can you... I like penis. Right. <laughs> it says that 374 <laughs> times. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Paranormal Minds of JST. My name is Josh, and I'm joined tonight by my two friends, Shane. Hi. And Tommy. Hello. Tommy's sick, because his body sucks. Uh, that's all we need to say about that. <laughs> Anyways, tonight, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to discuss... Yet another missing person. Not really missing, just left. I'm going to just say he left. That's what I'm going to say. This is the mysterious disappearance of Granger Taylor. So a bit of backstory on Granger. He was born in Duncan, British Columbia on October 7th, 1948. His father died when he was in his infancy. And his mother remarried when he was about two years old to a man named Jim Taylor. He had seven siblings, three 
um, full-blooded siblings, three step-siblings, and a half-brother, I believe. Two half-brothers, something like that. I don't remember exactly. I didn't write it down because I didn't feel like it was relevant until I just started talking. Um, it was it was very obvious at a young age that Granger Taylor was a, a different person. Uh, he was um, very withdrawn. He, he didn't really, he wasn't a social kid. He didn't care to be around people. He spent most of his time uh, after school weekends, all of his time really, in his bedroom where he would take apart toys and various things just to see how they worked. It was clear to everyone that even though he was socially awkward, that Granger was highly intelligent kid. And he had this like insatiable appetite for mechanics. He wanted to know how things worked. He wanted to take them apart. Oddly enough, as smart as he was, he could not care less about stu his studies or schooling or any of that. He actually dropped out of school in the eighth grade. He took up an apprenticeship shortly after with his neighbor, which was a mechanic. And he did this apprenticeship for about a year. He felt that after a year in this apprenticeship, he, underst he understood mechanics so well that he went out on his own and started his own thing. Now this, you got to think, he quit school in the eighth grade, which puts him at what? What was, what was that? Like 13? Something like 14 that. 14 if you fail, maybe. Yeah, I, I'm not sure. But it, he starts out on his own. At 14 years old, he creates a single-cylinder automobile. It's actually on display in the British Columbia Forest Discovery Center. So in his early 20s, he finds a steam train in the woods rusting away. It takes him two years, and he rebuilds the steam train to a running, driving steam train. Now, this whole time, he still lives in his parents' backyard right along the line of trees. After building the train, he actually builds train tracks through his yard through the woods and like he takes kids on these trips through the woods on this steam train when i say early 20s so yeah so this is 1969 which he's about 21 years old um there's a hospital some miles away where four nurses are taking care of some elderly people and they look out the windows and about three stories high is a um thank gosh ufo but i was trying to describe it anyways a brilliantly lit craft that is uh hovering like i said about three stories in the air right outside the children's wing uh one nurse even claimed that she saw humanoid uh, type figures in a port window on the top of this ufo so the next day the next morning all these reports start piling in that they've seen ufos all these people have seen ufos and even a military uh, some naval pilot um claimed that he even saw the said ufo that everybody else was seeing so this went on for months these claims coming in and out of duncan british columbia of all these alien sightings or these ufo sightings 
Um, and they, they're all described the same way as a metallic disc um, hovering so many feet above the ground, blah, 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 brilliantly lit, like everybody says a UFO is. So we get to be around the end of the 70s. And Granger at this point is getting tired of conventional mechanics. Like they no longer fascinate him. He's done with it. So he goes into aeronauticals and he gets his pilot license and he starts doing all that. He sells a warplane that he rebuilds for to somebody for 20 grand. Now, all of his life, um, he has built these um, different crafts and everything, these uh, machines, whatever they needed. And he would actually sell them to the government for profit. So that's how he made most of his money. Um, it was kind of at this point, like I said, late 70s, that Granger decides that he's going to figure out how these alien craft move around, how the engines work. He wants to know. He starts by building an office out of old satellite dishes. And it's actually shaped like a UFO, has a port window and some paintings on it. But I got to thinking about this. Do y'all remember the old satellite dishes that people used to giant ass satellite mm -hmm. dishes? They were fiberglass. Could you imagine? Hmm. That did not feel good. I remember sliding down one when I was a kid. <laughs> and oh my God. Like all the way down my back and butt, covered, covered in fiberglass. <laughs> but. <laughs> So he, he, he's going to create this engine that is capable of interstellar travel. He, he's doing it. He, he stocks this, this office that he's created full of scientific um, novels and pseudoscience uh, books about UFOs and how they work and yada, yada, yada. So he does this. He, he locks himself in this office for a couple of years. All right. He's already one of those people he doesn't. He's not social. So, you know, it probably didn't bother him that much. In my opinion, if you're not social, it wouldn't bother you that much to be, you know, isolated for two years. One night, Granger claims that he was contacted telepathically by some aliens outside of our solar system. And he thinks it's because for months up to that point, he had been trying to contact the aliens through different radio, radio frequencies and this, that, and the other, trying to say, hey, I'm willing to communicate, talk to me, tell me how these things work, yada, yada, yada. So these communications happen for like, a, I think a month, a couple months, something like that. They happen for a while. It's more than one. And every time it happens, Granger asks, how do the engines in your crafts work? How do they work? And he always gets the same answer. It has something to do with magnetism, which makes sense. I've always think, thought that UFOs were moved by magnets. So I just, you know, it's just how my, I've always thought about it. He only has two people that he really... He tells a few people, but the big detailed parts of it, he tells to Robert Keller 
and Rob Nielsen. Um, so the details behind the, the communications are these aliens come to him and say, hey, we'll take you on a interstellar trip that is something like 42 months long. And they're only going to come get him in the middle of a heavy storm. So no human will see their spacecraft. And that happened November 1980, the end of November 1980. The storm of the century hits Duncan, British Columbia. These storms were so bad that it was ripping trees out of the ground. It was tearing power lines down. Um, Essentially, you were having tornadoes and hurricanes without tornadoes and hurricanes. But it was just that bad. Just before the storm gets bad that evening, he goes and has a bite to eat at Bob's Grill, his favorite place to eat. It's at 6 o'clock. 6.30, he pays his check. He leaves, never to be seen again. So the next morning, now this is after all the heavy storms and everything. Everybody's cleaning up and searching and making sure everybody's okay. Jim Taylor comes out of his room to a note that is on his door. It reads, Dear Mother and Father, I have gone away to walk aboard an alien spaceship. As reoccurring dreams assured a 42-month interstellar voyage to explore the vast universe and then return. I am leaving behind all of my possessions to you as I will no longer require the use of any. Please use the instructions in my wheel as a guide to help. Love, Granger. So on the back of this letter is a hand-drawn map of what people think is Waterloo Mountain, which isn't but about 10 miles from where Duncan lived. They searched everywhere for him. Um, couldn't find him anywhere. And, and one of the craziest things is in his will... He changed every word deceased into the word departed all the way through his will, which I thought was pretty cool. But, you know, he, he said the, the voyage was, you know, going to be 42 months. So his brother, stepbrother, uh, I think he was with the Navy or, or something. I, I don't remember exactly. But to the day, he was on a lake looking in the sky, waiting for his brother to return. And he never did. You know, he was he was there 42 months later, waiting. Six years after Granger left, some city workers found a man-made crater on the side of one of the mountains. There appeared to be pieces of a truck. Now, remember, he left. I'm not sure if I even said that he left in his truck uh, after the diner. So they found pieces of this truck in this crater, alongside only two pieces of human bone. Now, with that, there are several theories, or a few. I just wrote down a few. There were probably a lot. but So he used to use dynamite to blow trees down to make his way, you know, to do different things, right? Um, some think that he had packed his truck full of dynamite or there was dynamite in the truck, and he gets up there and either accidentally or on purpose blows his truck up. Uh, it's thought that, you know, being in isolation for as long as he was, that um, maybe, and not being able to 
um, figure out how this engine worked that possibly it got to him and he couldn't live with the fact that he couldn't figure it out, you know? Uh, and he took himself up there and then blew himself up. My thoughts, though, is he actually took that trip on that alien ship. I think he did. I think he did. But what are your guys' thoughts? You you guys? Your, your guys? Yoon's guys? Okay. So there's there's a lot here. But I just want to start. So I, I looked up a picture of this guy, right? Just, yeah. just to get to know him. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, tell me that he... Here, I'm sharing the pictures here. Oh, shit. He is Seth Rogen. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so, like, side by side, that's that's the same damn person. <laughs> That's what's, crazy. What's crazy, but they're... So, he is also from British Columbia. <laughs> Seth Rogen is. Yeah, and, and, and Duncan's not far from Vancouver, I don't think. Right. And so I looked up here. So he was born like two years after uh, after he disappeared. Seth, Seth Rogen was born two years. Yeah. So, anyway... I, May not mean anything, but I thought it was interesting. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty wild. <laughs> so maybe he was gone, actually, 42 months. How many years is that? Uh, it's a little less than four years. Oh, man. So I have to say, maybe that's a condition of traveling with the aliens. Like, you could not return to your same body, so he had to be reborn. And we know him now as Seth Rogen. Well... I don't know how, so that would have been, when did he go on the trip in the 80s? He would have been right around 40. Eh, I don't know. Eight people, maybe he just didn't age, you know? Being a recluse, you know, the sun wasn't hitting him like it would normal people. and mm. uh, I, don't know. I don't know. But yeah, it's wild, especially about the, the truck they found, because... It was his truck, but they didn't find him or remains of him, right? Right. They just hmm. they found two bones of a hum- yeah. of a whole human body. Like, uh, I don't hmm. know. What if he did get blown up? He packs his truck full of dynamite, right? Aliens come. They're generating all this power and stuff. Dynamite itself is unstable after you know because it's black powder, so. A lot of rattling, shaking, and then, boom. Yeah, I mean it's a it's a possibility it was an accident. Mm-hmm. I uh, I want to lean towards you know they came, found him. He didn't need that truck anymore, and he blew it up himself. Maybe, yeah. I like that idea. You said he had been, you know, he was very mechanically inclined. Maybe that's mm-hmm. why he had built something crazy in that truck and he had to destroy it he's like i'm not gonna let anybody get their hands on this while i'm gone and profit off of my my creation yeah that very well could have been it somebody that is incredibly smart but 
he's one of what is that saying? I never let school get in the way of my education. Uh, and he was very much one of those people. So I wouldn't say he was crazy by any means, because if he knew that the schooling was doing nothing for him, why does he need to be there? And then, and logically, to me, that's a that's a smart move. I mean, today it's a little different. Everybody wants education. You can't. You almost can't get a job without some 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 form of freaking education, which I think is really stupid. But I mean, they even talk about trades. You know, all oh, you want to get being a trades, be a carpenter. You can go to school for that. What swing a hammer? Yeah, right. They can they can show you a lot. Don't get me now. Trade school is a little different, but. I'm just big on apprenticeship, though. Yeah. But it, it blew me away. This guy's 13 years old, 14 years old, whatever your age is in the eighth grade, and he stays under this guy for a year. And he's like, oh, I got this. And starts his own <laughs> business. <laughs> Obviously making good money, too. $20,000 ain't something to sneeze at, especially back in the 70s. Right. I mean, he he rebuilt his airplane from the ground up. You you, you name another fourteen year old that builds his own full, you know, one cylinder freaking car. <laughs> no, it's not happening. Oh, I can't get mine to do the dishes. Right. <laughs> I'm curious too. How do you find a train in the woods? Like, I, I see pictures. I know that's legit. Like yeah. it happened. <laughs> but like, how did it get there? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it was one of those things where, like, well, ah, it came off the tracks, just leave it. You, you know when uh, you're going to Helena, West Helena, from 61 Highway, there's a, like, train cars off into the woods right there. Right. And the tracks have been abandoned, paved over and all that. So hmm. maybe they just break down and it costs too much to move them. Or the aliens recognized this guy's intelligence early on, so they planted stuff near him that they knew he would find. Like, hey, we need you to practice. You yeah. know, learn learn this steam engine. You know, learn this mechanic stuff. Yeah, it is weird that it was like liter- legitimately like right in the backyard of his parents' house. Mm-hmm. Basically, it was in the woods, but it was in his backyard. Right. <laughs> it just it kills me that he built essentially an amusement park for everybody with that train. Yeah. It was said that his, his workshop started to become more of a, like, uh, I forgot attraction, I think is what the, the way they worded it. Um, which would make sense. I mean, that's kind of crazy. He, um, he found a bulldozer that had been abandoned that three, uh, master mechanics had, uh, now this is when he was young too, like right after the car that three mechanics had deemed uh, unfixable, and he fixed it and <laughs> drove away on it. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> like, could you imagine, like, this kid showed us up. I'm surprised he didn't get killed. <laughs> Show me up, you little shit. <laughs> I'd offered him a job. Man, I don't know if he would have taken it. You know, he just, like I said, the apprenticeship, one year and he was done and he might have taken it for a short period of time maybe but I mean even with aeronauticals he was just am I saying that right? Aeronautical? Um, he, he, he 
stuck with it in a in a different kind of way like Wayne got his pilot license just because he could like who does that I guess everybody <laughs> could do that but who actually does that do you think the little satellite workshop had anything to do with these uh, uh, shoot overnight messages he was getting I think so I think he he was actually at these radios uh, 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 producing these different frequencies and and trying to tell them, hey, I'm willing to learn how your stuff works. Show me how it works. Here's my stuff, you know. And I'm inclined to believe what you said about, you know, they they knew he was that way as a child. Because um, it's so unheard of, man. Like, drop out of school and you're a master mechanic. Just like that. It's crazy. But everybody learns differently too, you know? So And I would assume so just just thinking about this explosion, if he you know, that that theory that he just ended it. Um but you said that people had come to his house and riot the train and everything. So mm-hmm. I mean what he sounds like he was a happy guy. Well how See that's what I don't think I don't think he killed himself. I just don't. Right. Uh, did I do I think that it possibly ate at him until he got word of what he needed to get word of? I'm sure it did, because people like that, like it, like I, I can speak from experience. When I can't figure something out, I will try and try and try and try, and it will drive me insane until I fix it. Mm-hmm. If it's something I don't know, especially if it's something I don't know anything about, and uh, and that may be what he did, but I really don't think he killed himself. Accident, maybe, but I don't think he killed himself. Yeah, doesn't really seem to fit with the story. Um, it's also weird. So, <laughs> you know, these kind of situations, everybody always tries to blame it on drugs, right? Yeah. Uh, so I'm seeing in one article here that there is some evidence to suggest that he used psychedelic drugs and well documented he smoked a lot of cannabis. Uh, and I'm like, okay, the, the cannabis stuff, he can still work on everything. Yeah. I guess, I guess the psychedelic drugs too, maybe. I, I, I just think it's an odd thing to, to throw in the article. Like, yeah, he did drugs. Yeah. Well, <laughs> probably just to like send that layer of discredit, you know? Yeah. That's all it was. That's what I feel like it was for too. Mm-hmm. Well, it's like people who see Bigfoot or UFOs or whatever, it's like, oh, they've been known to have a drink every now and then. and They partaked in other substances, like in a way to discredit the whole story. So, Yeah. I wish a drink would make me see Bigfoot. Man. <laughs> right? Is that chug something? Take pictures. <laughs> right. <laughs> Wish that's how it worked. <laughs> right. Maybe that's why Bigfoot's always blurry. Like everybody's <laughs> drunk, so they can't. <laughs> that's it. That's it. We figured it out, guys. <laughs> he just wants to come up and have a drink, and everybody scares him off. Yeah. That just reminds me of the Jack Links commercials. <laughs> yeah. 
just replace <laughs> yeah. the meat with a, a shot of bourbon. Like, come on, guys. Come on, little fella. <laughs> it's right here for you. We should, we should start our own bourbon called, like, Sasquatch bourbon. <laughs> I don't have time to make bourbon. You got time? Shane has time to make bourbon, maybe. <laughs> Amongst the millions I, of other things that he does. <laughs> I made bourbon once. It was like a like a kit or something. Dude, it was disgusting. I hated it. So Oh god. I'm sure I didn't do something right, but <laughs> <laughs> trial and error, right? <laughs> that reminds me of I got feedback from somebody's microphone too when I just laughed. I heard it come back through my thing. Um what was I going to say? Shit. What did you say, Shane? Something about, oh, pet. <laughs> I remember. <laughs> do you remember that night? I'll probably take this out, but do you remember that night you like poured all that wine together and like I chugged all your homemade wine out of that one bottle? Mm. I think about that all the time. My stomach was in pain for like three or four days. Yeah, After that, <laughs> well, yeah, homemade wine and shit. Before that, we had killed like six bottles of it. Man, and it had, I know it had been sitting there for <laughs> four years or something. Yeah, <laughs> God, I got so drunk that night. Jesus, that was the night I lost that damn four hundred dollar diamond watch that I had. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was Bigfoot. <laughs> God damn it, Bigfoot. <laughs> You're all sloppy. You just came up like, ooh. <laughs> I would have thought it was you. It's probably what would have happened. <laughs> Shane quit doing that. <laughs> um, Let me think. I need a good question to ask. We're not used to Tommy not running his mouth constantly. Love that. <laughs> it keeps us going, man. <laughs> <laughs> Even if we're just rolling our eyes at him, he, he keeps going. <laughs> <laughs> keeps it going. What do you think about yeah. these aliens? Well, I don't know, but they changed the formula of this motor oil back in 1732. <laughs> That's pretty good. That's pretty good. You'll do the voiceovers for our next video. <laughs> that was pretty good well has there been any strange disappearances similar to his uh in british columbia uh you know i did not think to look that up but i mean his disappearance is very odd with him leaving the note the way he changed his will and everything yeah yeah i thought that was pretty wild like He's like, no, I'm not killing. I'm not dead. Just gone. And maybe, you know, maybe it was a way. Let's just say. Let's say he did. Kill himself. I wonder if that was a way of wording it that way. Any kind of um, insurance money life insurance money would uh, be available for his parents. Maybe. Because, uh, I mean, 
it's obvious that the guy had money. There's, I, I don't care who you are. You got to have some kind of money to rebuild up a steam engine. I mean, to pull a whole train out of the woods? Just to pull the train out of the woods. You're talking thousands. Like you said, he sold that one plane for like 20 grand. So. Yeah, and he was he was known enough that he could sell his products to the government. So you know he was making money. That's where another reason why it's like, I don't think this is a suicide. Because he has money. So why, you know, committing suicide doesn't make sense. Or even making it look like suicide doesn't make a lot of sense, you know. Or making it not look like suicide, you know. Um, by putting the words departed instead of deceased. Um, I can't remember. He looks like somebody to me, and I can't. I can't put. I've thought about it ever since I started doing this topic, and I can't put my finger on it. Well, it's not me. So, no, it's not you. Not this time. Not this time. Hmm. My headphones just too loud. They're barely on. Who? What? <laughs> that was like 20 minutes ago. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> what happened, Shane? I don't, I you don't stuck know. stuck in a time loop? <laughs> One of those brain glitches. <laughs> uh, nice. Yeah, firmware update. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I was reading about the that there's a British Columbia triangle, and I'm trying to zero in on where it is to see if this is part of it. Uh, but this stuff gets funky, man. It's all over the place. There are, uh, sorry, I started looking at that when Tommy, you asked if there were other disappearances, and there are. Uh but okay, maybe my brain's still glitching, and that's the problem. So I'll give it a second and try to read this again. <laughs> yeah, I can't remember what I was looking at. I wish I had wrote this down, but um, apparently that area is is big on UFO sightings, um, or that part of Canada. This says that, I don't know how truthful this is, but this says that ufologists have claimed that there has been a surge of sightings since the pandemic, uh, really since 2017. It says Ontario has recorded 2,380 sightings. Uh, British Columbia is 1,151 sightings. 654 in Alberta. Now, I don't know how true this story is. Whether it is or it isn't, it's probably one of those, like, take it for what it is, you know. Canadians are very friendly. So yeah. Maybe they just like to visit, you know, in the great white north. Maybe. 
Maybe. They like maple syrup. Hey, I like maple syrup. I do. It's my favorite. It's my it's my favorite syrup. Hold on. I almost got it, guys. Oh I'm shit. Ha- I'm having to hack Canadian Canadian government databases to to get these triangles. <laughs> We're gonna have two governments out after us. <laughs> What protects us from the Canadian government? We have ten full hats for the U.S. government. We need something else. Maple syrup. <laughs> nah, we can't touch them. It's our beloved maple syrup. <laughs> mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> I don't want to be sticky, though. I get... <laughs> what happened? Everything's falling off my shelf over here. What the... Dude, my brain's going I just knocked over my water everywhere. I think the Canadians already got me, man. Man. God, are they that more advanced than we are? <laughs> Damn it. We slacking. Well, I told you, they're nice. Everybody likes them, so. <laughs> hey, buddy. <laughs> I knocked his water over. <laughs> That's what it is. They don't hurt you. They just... We're going to spill your water and knock shit off your shelf. Yeah, yeah. Lesson learned. <laughs> yeah. They're just going to really inconvenience you. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, you know what? I'd rather you hurt me because <laughs> I don't want to clean up this water. <laughs> it's everywhere. <laughs> so, you know what? I'm going to stop. This is more effective than the pain and torture threatened by the American government. <laughs> Good I'm job, sorry, Canadians. Yes, I am sorry, Canada. <laughs> but the triangle is called the reason I was confused because some people were called calling it the British Columbia Triangle. Uh, it had a few different names, but I think the official name is the Golden Triangle, um, which is over like Vancouver and you know a lot of the uh, cities there. But Duncan is actually across a waterway. Uh, I think it might be called the Strait of Georgia. So it's it's on the other side, not part of the triangle. But there are a lot of other alien sightings, disappearances within that triangle, and it's just just across the way. So, I mean, it, not a direct correlation, though. All right, my maps failed me. You failed me, Shane. Get them, Canada. <laughs> Don't knock over <laughs> my water again. <laughs> I'm waiting for my keyboard to start sparking, man. Oh, man, that would suck. <laughs> I wonder what makes this area so and uh, inclined to alien activity. Is it just because there's just that much water around the area? That's more of a ghost thing. And I think the closest triangle we've discovered is something like the Reno Triangle. I forgot what it's called. Mm-hmm. Something in Nevada. Nevada Triangle. Right. Which this area does line up. So the maps don't completely fail. But the whole path 
where uh, alien sightings or UFO sightings happen frequently in the states, it lines up. You know, it's still, if there is a landing path, they're coming down, you know, so it's could be connected there. And it's just some sort of flight path they like to take. Uh, yeah, it could be. Because we, we made this path all the way down through, like, central Mexico with sightings. So now, you know, pushing it north a little bit. You talked about magnets. And maybe that's why there's some sort of the Earth's mag, magnet pull. Uh, man, I'm getting too science here. But maybe there's <laughs> some sort of magnetic pathway here that helps them save in energy. Yeah, could be. I'm sure they use the Earth's crust as some kind of like, uh, if it is in fact magnets, which I'm not sure how that would work in space, because um, you would need something to push against, which they would use the crust of the Earth to push against with all its minerals and and whatnot, uh, the metals that are in the crust. Um, I think there are, let me look up tectonic plates. I'm not sure as far as that goes, um, where they, they align. Um, in British Columbia, I know for a fact, they always say that, <laughs> that, uh, I think there's one right off the coast of, uh, California. Um, yeah, there's tectonic plates just like right, right to the side of it. And maybe that's, it's just that much stronger for the magnetic field, like you said. I'm with you. So just like, you know, we make our roads on what's going to be easiest, you know, flattest and things like that. You know, they've yeah. done the same thing. This is Space Highway 37 or something. Yeah. yeah. Could be, could be. Um, But I guess I'll get you guys' thoughts on exactly what you think was going through the mind of Granger and what he what he, what he what happened to him if it was real or if it wasn't. You know, let me get your thoughts on that. You want to go first, Tommy? Yeah, I can. I think that I don't know if it has anything to do with the isolation or whatever. I don't think he was crazy. I just don't, I don't. You know, I know it's easy to throw that out there, right? I think I think he was onto something. Now, what it was, I don't know. I don't know if, you know, he went on this trip and he was supposed to come back in 42 months. And it, you know how smart people are, you know, well, you know, Josh, when you fix something and it's your first time doing it and you fix it and it thrills you, it's a challenge that you've faced mm-hmm. and overcome, you know, you're talking about on an alien ship, even their planet, you know, what type of technologies he could run into. So I don't, I don't think he was crazy. I do think that maybe if that was his bones and he was blown up in the truck, I feel it was more of an accident, like he had dynamite. Maybe they were coming to pick him up. And like I said, you know, you said a lot of wind, like tornadoes and hurricanes. Without tornadoes and hurricanes, they uh, 
rattled or something and wound up blowing the truck up maybe before he could get away from the truck or whatever or maybe their tractor beam created some type of energy field that you know caused the damage but i think i think he's if he wasn't blown up accidentally i think maybe he did go and into space and maybe he just you know not bored and he's just thrilled by everything the new technologies and stuff so that's what i think yeah okay i gotta catch my breath (laughs) hey welcome to my world when i pose these things to you guys pose anyways Shane. all right so i'd say he he definitely left with some aliens um the, tr- the truck thing was to cover up some technology he had made and put in there, uh, maybe even testing with magnets uh, from these. Uh, vision's the wrong word. What do you call it? The telepathic messages they were sending him. Uh, so I think that's why the truck was blown up, especially because the bones they found, they they didn't test, right? Like they, they were yeah. just bones, uh, and yeah. they can't prove that they were his. Um. That feels like some cover-up junk, just like announcing that the dude did a lot of drugs. Uh, so I think there was some little bit of cover-up there, but also Granger covering up his own work. I do believe he smoked a lot of pot, because I do still believe that he is Seth Rogen. I think uh, <laughs> I think he finished the trip in, in two years. And being in space uh, had done something to his body. And then the alien life form said, like, we can take your atoms, we can take your essence, your being, and we can reconstruct it as a baby, you know, in the womb of a woman. And then you can be reborn and you can live your life again. Uh, So he's like, oh, yeah, you know, I've I've seen the universe. Let me be reborn and I get to start all over and, and do some stuff. And... I mean, they look the same. They smoke their pot. Uh, Seth Rogen makes pottery and movies. You know, he's not making engines. Or maybe that's all a cover-up. So he's secretly maybe. building some a spaceship and using movies to fund his research from everything he learned while he was in space. No, that's a, it's a yep. genius plan. It is. It's pretty smart. Yeah. It's pretty smart. But... <laughs> Definitely believe, you know, this there there were aliens and Granger left. Yeah. Um I'm on the same page as both of you guys. I, I believe he did leave. Um I do have to question this now because uh, it's one of the things you think about it at the end, right? We always think about better t- <laughs> better things to say at the end. Um Shane, you said something about the technology. What if that technology was he figured out the propulsion side of it and launched his damn truck into the air? And hmm. as it comes up, he goes to land, and instead of actually landing, it launches his truck back into the ground, and that's where the actual crater come from. Not from the hmm. dynamite, but his truck hitting the ground and exploding because fuel's explosive. Um, right. That could be a thing. Um, but I really think, yeah, he 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 he's on his interstellar trip. Like he he's out there learning that technology, um, even to this day, possibly. He'd be what? How old would he be? Damn, he'd be eighty, something, almost eighty. 
Something. When was he born? 48. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He'll be, right. be 75. Yeah. Not, I mean, when you're traveling through, you know, space, not so much, but I don't know. I don't know. I'm with you guys. Um, but with all that being said, ladies and gentlemen, if uh, you enjoyed what you heard here tonight, uh, make sure you like and subscribe and follow wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, we do have a Patreon. Different tiers get you different things. Uh, and I think all of them give you some kind of merchandise of some sort. Um, we have a YouTube channel. Check us out there. We have TikToks and all that jazz. But um, with all that being said, ladies and gentlemen, these are just our thoughts. Let us know what you think.